0: The Talking Football podcast is brought to you in association with Classic 11 football shirts. Get 10% off absolutely everything at classic11.com with the code Football. We're also giving away a £100 voucher to use in their online store. To begin with a chance of winning, simply subscribe to the Talking Football website. It's just talkingfitball.co.uk or visit our Twitter and Facebook pages to find out how to enter. You better hurry though, the deadline is Sunday. Good luck. Hello and welcome to the Talking Football Podcast with me, Derek Clark. Each week we try and bring you a first-class interview with some of the biggest characters involved in the game. In a special bonus episode this week, I had the pleasure of chatting to a man who's taken social media by storm and is hitting the front page headlines with his amazing miniature model of Ibrox Stadium. It is, of course, David Resnick, but you may know him better as Stadiums for Ants. If you've not seen his model yet, I urge you all to have a look at it online. It truly is a masterpiece. And I was keen to find out what inspired David to take on the challenge, the work involved, and what he's made of the widespread attention from media outlets and Rangers fans alike. So sit back and enjoy the latest episode of the Talking Football Podcast. Welcome to the Talking Fitball Podcast. I'm delighted to say we're joined... On the line and all the way from the States is uh, David Resnick, also known as Stadiums for Ants, multi-talented guy. David, thank you very much for,
1: for joining us. No, it's my pleasure. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm honored to be asked and I'm glad to be here. I hope that um, I can share uh, some insights or whatever questions you might have about my project. But equally, I hope that you can share some Rangers stories with me. <laughs> I'm sure we
0: can. I can notice your, your lovely creation just behind you there. We'll talk a bit about that in a little minute. Um, in, there we go. In terms of yourself, David, for people maybe unfamiliar with your work, um, can you give us a wee background about yourself and um, the sort of work that you do?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm, um, I'm a non-traditional student. I went back to school at age 35 to be an architect. Um, wasn't really happy with my life in sales, which <clears throat> over 15 years was, you know, sometimes positive, sometimes not positive, but it just kind of reached a point where I said, you know what, this isn't really making me happy. Um, it did give me a chance to live in the UK in, in 2011. So I've, uh, uh, I've spent a little bit of time on, uh, on your lovely Island and, over the course of kind of, you know, spending time building my new career, I've learned a lot of skills and a lot of um, new techniques that have really helped me improve my craft on the side, which is stadium models.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, what, what made you go into the, sort of the football uh, the, the stadiums? What, what
1: attracted you to, to design those? So I, I've been a sports fan since I can remember. My, my grandfather, who sadly is uh, no longer with us, um, he raised me as a sports fan, and I credit him entirely with that. And in that vein, uh, um, he was also a, a mechanical kind of tinkerer, a builder type. And so I I think I probably got that from his uh, genetics as well. (laughs) Um, And I I remember when I was – oh, man, I must have been maybe 13 or 14 years old. Um, The Cleveland Indians, which is our local baseball team here in in, in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, they they built a a brand-new ballpark for the team, which was, at the time, one of the premier – baseball stadiums in the country when they built it and one day he brought home a little ceramic model of the stadium for me like a relief and you know I'm grateful and I love my grandpa dearly um but when he left I kind of looked at it and I said you know what I think I could do it better (laughs) and so it kind of like started this whole thing um and so I built it like you know out of construction paper and cardboard, and I was like cutting it with scissors, and it wasn't very good, um, but it kind of started me down this path uh, that I wound up not really pursuing until like twenty years later. But hey, here we are, and who's to complain about that? <laughs> In terms
0: of, of course, you've done a number of a, a stadiums. You done Old Trafford, didn't you, a, a wee while ago? Um, well, how, how long how long did that take you to, to, to do that and i guess it's it's not a, one of those uh one of those projects where it just takes you a,
1: a few hours no no they you know they're a month two months sometimes for for the entire design build process you know it's it's not quite like making um you know a model train kit or a model airplane kit because we' I'm actually designing everything from scratch myself, yep. so it's a lot of research and you know spending time in Google Maps, you know taking like street views and walking around and really understanding the the architecture first and foremost, um, and then putting it all into the computer, digitizing it, building out the model, and then 3D printing and putting it all together so there's a lot of trial and error and kind of test things that needs to happen with that. Um, I I get asked all the time what kind of time frame it would look like to 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 redo something that I've already done that I've already done the design work on and I don't really know yet. <laughs> I'm going to find out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's probably I it's probably 150 or 200 hours per stadium when when you know from the moment I start designing it to the moment that it's actually finished.
0: And I mean, what sort of scales are we looking at here? Um,
1: how how small are they? Oh, well, it's ant scale. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, so I it, it's kind of funny because I I kind of created my own scale for these. Yeah. Um, because I started with baseball stadiums. I, I the, my idea initially when I when I really first began these in earnest, which was I guess 2014. So going on about six years ago. Um I I just wanted something for my desk. You know, I wanted something that fit on on my desk. And so in baseball there's, you know, the the base paths where the players run between. Yeah. So I did 1 inch for a base path which is in reality 90 feet. So what is that? Probably a, I guess it's about it's about 30 meters to 1 inch which would be what is that? Probably six, Six centimeters something like that it, 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 it's not a, it's not a, a standard or traditional architectural scale
0: yeah it's a, it's absolutely amazing that the stuff that you do in terms of ibrox in um what gave you the the inspiration if you like to to construct that
1: stadium so um uh so it's a funny one, actually. So I was, I, was working on, um, I was working on the Johan Cruyff Arena in the spring. Yeah. And I love Amsterdam. And I've spent a lot of time there. And I love that. I mean, that's a beautiful club. Really, really beautiful club. Um, and unbeknownst to me, there is quite a contingent of Amsterdamers who have an affinity for Rangers. And I guess that goes back to the Dutch invasion in the in the early nineties.
0: And yeah, they had a good few Dutch players uh, yeah. on their books. Um, so it may, yeah, a, a good number of Ajax players and, and Rangers players that have played with with both clubs. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, so I guess there you know there's like that kind of like cousin club vibe going on between the two, uh, or at least there is from the the Ajax side, and. So I got asked, hey, you know, why don't you look into Ibrox? I said, oh, that's an interesting idea. Um, I, had already, I, I had already confirmed with, um, with some people over the summer that I was going to do a charity project for Old Trafford. So t- my time commitment was kind of already there. So I couldn't do Ibrox directly after I axed. Um, but when my, my charity project with Old Trafford was completed, I said, you know what? I should go back and have a look at that. And I will be honest and I will be perfectly open. Um, I'm familiar with the old firm. I'm familiar with the club. Um, I, I'm, I'm not as familiar with it as I am with United, for example. And so I did look at both. Yeah. And in doing so, I realized that first of all, Ibrox historically and architecturally is special. And then looking at the one on the other side of the city, I said, this is like a rip-off of Old Trafford architecturally, <laughs> and it's just painted a different color. So that, so that made my decision really easy. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, of,
0: of course, Ibrox, I guess it's not a stadium you visited in, in real life. Was it a sort of Google Maps job?
1: Yeah, it, they're all a Google Maps job. You know, I, I've been to Old Trafford a couple of times. I've seen games there. But that's sti- even so, that, that, that's still a Google Maps job because it's not, it's not mine, right? It's not a stadium I grew up in.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas, like, you know, when I'm modeling, like, a baseball stadium in America or especially any, any of the stadiums in Cleveland, I've just spent so much time there that I can do a lot of it from memory. You know, you still need a little bit of help along the way, but – Um, yeah, a a lot of them come down to that. This one specifically, of course, having not visited personally, um, was probably a little bit more intensive on the, on the research side than some of the other ones. Um, but it's, I'll be honest with you and without, even before this project, I'm a huge football fan. I I always have been, um, I have obviously spent a lot of time in the UK and I have some family in France. and so I love the game. And visiting Glasgow for an old firm has been a, a high on my bucket list anyways. <laughs> and so kind of you know, doing this and, and becoming involved with the community and, and really learning more about the club um, has really driven me even more to say, yeah, I think next year when this whole um, world goes back to normal, that's going to have to be something that, <laughs> that we take up. Yeah, absolutely. They certainly should. They should invite
0: you to do the halftime draw or <laughs> something. I think, I think that's deserving. <laughs> I, I,
1: I'll, I, I'll gladly just come and be among the people. How about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> In terms of the uh, materials and all that that you use, David, what what, what is it that you're using?
1: So, we, so it's a combination of a couple of different things. There's several different kinds of plastics. Um, I upgraded over the years to use plastic instead of paper. Um, there is a lot of paper involved, of course. Um, and then the frame is, is made out of lattice wood. Um, and then there's little LED lights. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, uh, again, when I started this, it was really just like construction paper, which is almost like, it's like a really thin cardboard. So it's a little bit bendable, but it, it you can get it to lay flat. Yeah. And then over time, I you know, Again, being in architecture school, I learned skills like three D printing and digital modeling. Um, so I've kind of employed those new skills into into this side project of mine, and and I think that it um, I think it helps on a couple of different components. Like for really small details, it's great. I don't have to sit there and like cut little triangles out by hand anymore. So that's nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in terms of iBrox, I mean it's a, like you say it's a unique stadium. Um was there any sort of challenges when you were constructing it? Uh, was it was it was there parts that were, were more difficult than others?
1: Um yeah, as a matter of fact, that's a great question. <laughs> um the 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 northeast the northeast and northwest corners yeah. were challenging because you can see very you know it it's really obvious how it all sits when you're looking from inside the stadium, like say you're sitting in the main stand and you're looking at the corners where the video boards are, you know, it's obvious how that kind of architecturally moves there. Yeah. But how that is represented on the Northeast side where the team shop is and how that's represented on the exterior on the Northwest side is different. Yeah. The walls outside, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. And so, right. So figuring out like, architecturally what it was really doing there was was um that might have actually been the most time-consuming part of the research at least on this one
0: and in terms i know you've been posting updates uh, of of uh you constructing it i mean in terms of the feedback from the ranger
1: support uh, how overwhelming has that been it's crazy it really is in a in a really good way um you know like i said i i kind of knew what i was getting myself into when i started this just by nature of being a football fan and being aware of Rangers and the, the old firm and everything that goes along with that. Um, but it's surpassed anything I could have possibly imagined. It's been, the, the reception has been absolutely spectacular, and I am entirely grateful for it, truly.
0: In terms of the, the, the final product that you've created, are you, are you quite happy with it, uh, what, you, what you've created there? Because I mean, looking at it, the images of it looks absolutely
1: spectacular. Well, I appreciate it, and, and I am. I'm very happy with it. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm most happy with, um, with the frame. Yeah. If you can see the frame in yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and we've got the little Rangers logo on the side and the stripes, and I, I kind of took inspiration from the scarves. I say, you know what, we can make the frame look like the scars, and it, uh, it just, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I know you're, 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 um, so you're giving that one away, is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how can people get involved in that? Because I've seen, a, a, I've been tagged a few times, uh, people <laughs> tagged. so I think they can take part, it. it's on Twitter, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really easy. Um, I know a lot of people had, have said, hey, you should give this away for charity, the 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 issue that I ran into when I started this is uh, you know like I said I'm also in graduate school right now I'm completing my master's degree to become a real architect uh, and obviously that has to kind of take precedent the the issue with the charity programs for me personally is that they are uh, they are really intensive and time consuming on my end it it, it imposes an additional deadline on me yeah. you know doing a charity project and I kind of Have to be really regimented about how I'm sharing content and and new posts and really be updating it. And when I take the charity element out of that, it just gives me the freedom to post when I want to and when I have time to. Yeah. Um. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to give it away because I love giving them away. And I always, I've, I've always felt no matter which project I've done over the years, if it's not my team, and I might love the team, if but if it's not mine. It should live with someone who's, it's your team, right? That, that's where it should go. They, they always should, and they always do. And so what we did for this one, as <clears throat> I said, kind of in a way of you guys have been so supportive of me and this project. You guys should help me decide what the next project is. So the, the program for this is tag me in a tweet. We use the hashtag. What is the next stadium for ants? And tag five people who support a different club, and all of those will go directly into a randomizer, and we're going to select the winner this Sunday immediately after the the Jers game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, So it's a cracking giveaway. I recommend anyone to, to take part in that. You mentioned the stadiums for ants. Um, have you uh, uh, so it might be a daft question? Have you used ants to run around the stadium at all? Have you? <laughs>
1: Okay. No, so it's it's actually a it's actually a play on a line from the Zoolander movie from a long time ago. I um I I didn't used to be I didn't used to go by stadiums for ants. I used to just it used to just be David's mini stadiums, which is kind of lame. And and I used to get a lot of Americans who would post the image, you know, like a screenshot from Zoolander, and they'd say, "What is this? A stadium for ants?" And it like it. it Like, at first, it kind of bothered me. It was like, yeah, no, I've heard that one before, guys. Like, yeah, not not so creative. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm just going to own this. (laughs) Because everybody keeps making the same joke over and over. (laughs) So I said, yeah, you know what? Let's just run with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Quite right, too. In terms of that, I mean, you're coming on our podcast. I really appreciate you coming on, David. But in terms of being on other podcasts as well, and the media interest in you has been been, uh, quite something else, is it not? it's,
1: I was not in, so, so I did an interview with the Glasgow times the other day. Yeah. Um, and Jack is such a lovely guy and I I had a wonderful chat with him and I was blown away when I woke up the next morning and somebody posted that it was on the front page of the hard copy. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. (laughs) But, but, but then it got, but then it got even crazier. Um, I was I wasn't aware that that the Glasgow Times kind of leans as a a Rangers publication. I, I guess is that would accurate? Would you say they've got they've got
0: Rangers writers and they've got they've got Celtic writers. Yes, yeah, so um, it is sort of pro uh, both clubs at times.
1: Okay, I, I but but apparently the Sun leans
0: the other direction. I'm not, I've not read The Sun in years, to be honest with you, but I think um, if you speak to a Rangers fan, they'd say that they're, they're pro-Celtic. If you speak to a Celtic okay. fan, they say they're pro-Rangers. So you get that fair, sort of
1: reaction. Fair enough. Well, at any rate, the, the, the piece from Jack in the Glasgow Times comes out, um, and then just a couple of hours later, I get another message on Twitter. Somebody says, mate, did you see the, the article in The Sun? And I said, no. They didn't even reach out to me. Yeah. Which is fine. I have no issue. But I didn't know what was going on. So I look at the article and it basically took my interview with Jack and turned it into, he sought it off Celtic in order to join Rangers. <laughs> and I'm dying. This is like, to me, this is like the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and I'm like, how did it get from here to here? But it's you know, it's part of the lore, right? So I feel like I've like I carved out a tiny little niche in the whole. History. It's just yeah, it's wild, man. It's yeah. Just
0: oh, that, that's that's <laughs> a for you. That doesn't surprise me with, with, with flat lot. That's for sure. No. Um, you mentioned there that you're you're, you're wanting people are um, to sort of recommend and suggest um, your ne- your next project. Yeah. Is there anyone that stands out at the moment that you've got your eye on? <sighs>
1: Yeah, so <laughs> there there's two that I have my eye on. Um one of them I am a little concerned. I, I for me this is about it, it, it they're always about architecture first. Yeah. Um they're about beautiful clubs next. And it's about you know community and and there are always going to be clubs that having grown up outside of the natural footballing world, so to speak, um, that I can look at from the outside and say, wow, that's a beautiful club. Like, like Ajax, for example, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know a lot about Ajax before I started that project. And now I feel like I'm almost like an honorary Ajax supporter, which is wonderful. Um, So, there are two other clubs that I find absolutely stunningly beautiful from top to bottom one of them is Dortmund um, and the other one unfortunately is (laughs) Marseille and so I of course I don't want to upset anybody and I don't want to make anybody mad at me Um, but I suppose it's it's um, responsible of me to say that that might happen (laughs) but at least it's not the other side of Glasgow right
0: (laughs) To be fair, the Velodrome. I've been to the Velodrome myself. It is a fantastic-looking stadium. Um, the new I can one. See it's how you'd be interested
1: in that. It's so cool, and you know, again, as an architect, like the way that they did that new roof and they renovated that place. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of renovation as opposed to knocking down and rebuilding. Um, that might sound weird coming from an American because it's like what we do. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I I, I find a lot. I find a ton of value in that. I you know look at Rangers is a, a perfect example. Uh, Dortmund is kind of an interesting example of that. Although they moved just next door, um, Marseille, and and Manchester United. Yeah. These are clubs that have played on the same pitch for a hundred or more. Hi, <laughs> Stop getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> These you know they're clubs that have played on the same pitch for a hundred years, one hundred and twenty-five years. Yeah. And you can't replace that. You know, that's part of history. That's part of why you walk into a place like Old Trafford, like Ibrox, and and it's so obvious that it's home to that club. And when you knock a place down and you build a new, I mean, I'm not trying to slate them, but really look at Arsenal. Yeah. it's Really, like, that's a great example of how that can go wrong. Yeah. And not to say anything bad about that club, but let's be honest here: like it has not been the same for them since they left Highbury. No, and part of that reason, in my opinion, is because you lose some of that 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 intangible connection that the supporters feel at home. Yeah, and it should always feel like that, in my opinion. So I love those projects, and especially when you can take something like the Velodrome, which was pretty nondescript for. The majority of its existence and turn it into this thing that it is now and it's you know that's that's spectacular yeah it's not
0: absolutely something else uh yeah. finally david if people want to get in touch with you uh, on twitter what have what's you what what's your handle there how can they how can they find your work
1: yeah you can find me on all social media platforms at stadiums for ants that's stadiums plural um twitter facebook and instagram and yeah shoot me a message drop me a note if uh, I've gotten a couple of people recently who were asking hey you know I've kind of tried to build some things myself can you help I'm always happy because I I love that stuff and you know it's not just my project it's it's everybody's got creativity and the love for sport who wants to do something like this like there's 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 a weird little community of us out there and it's cool to be it's cool to be a part of that Yeah absolutely. Well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on David. Thank you very much for thank being you, on the podcast. No, it's my pleasure and thank you for having me again. I really do appreciate it.
0: Well, that was episode 69 of the Talking Football podcast with David Resnick, a.k.a. Stadiums for Ants, in association with Classic 11. I hope you enjoyed it as ever. If you want to listen to any previous shows, remember you can catch them all on pretty much every podcast platform now. Be also sure to check out and subscribe to the Talking Football website. It's talkingfitball.co.uk, where you'll find a whole load of great content. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Talking underscore Football, and we're on Facebook. Book as well where you can find a video of the interview if you want to sponsor the talking football podcast you can do so just visit the get involved page on the website i hope you can join me again on wednesday when i'll be chatting to bafana bafana legend aaron mokwena but until then stay safe and bye for now